Tonight, Warner Herzog takes a break, Paramount puts the brakes on one of the Star Trek movies, and Genre TV does very well at the Emmy nominations. All that and more on the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sci-Fi Edition of Multiverse Tonight, Episode 88. I'm, of course, your host, Thomas Townley. And, uh, well, I'm on vacation from my day job this week. Yep. I actually, every once in a while, I take some time off. Unlike other people I work with who will take time off whenever, whenever the, you know, mood strikes them. But I'm not complaining. That's, that's what they want to do. That's how, how they want to do it. You know, I'll put up with it. Anyway, I'm taking the time this week to catch up on some books and some movies that have been, you know, just piling up on my list. You know, cleaning the house a bit. You know, doing things that need to be done. Now, one thing I haven't been missing is, of course, Star Trek Lower Decks. The first episode, of course, aired last week. Very funny. Full of Star Trek references. You know, to me, that this show has been, should be taken as a love letter to the history of Star Trek. You know, if people can complain about it, it's not a serious show. It's, it's supposed to be a comedy. It's not there to be an allegory. It's not a morality tale. Think of more of like a, a dish of ice cream. You know, you have the, you know, Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard. These are hard hitting, hard, you know, you know, think pieces. And then you get to Star Trek Lower Decks and it's, you know, the bowl of ice cream. It's, you know, nice. It's light. It's airy. You know, it makes you laugh. And frankly, frankly, uh, right now with everything going on, with us going into this pandemic forever and ever and ever, I think we need the comedy more than we need the drama right now. So, I'm looking forward to the uh, rest of the season. You know, well done, CBS. You got my money. You know, and especially, you know, the animation studio got has my money too, but I'll talk about that in a few minutes in the Star Trek news. Now, let's get on with the news. First up, the Mandalorian novel from Del Rey has been delayed. The novel, which uh, was is supposed to be written by Adam Christopher, will now be out in the fall of 2021. So, you know, if you're you're hoping to read more adventures of the Mandalorian, sorry, they couldn't help it. Now, speaking of the Mandalorian, which I think seems like nine tenths of of Star Wars right now, Warner Herzog has. Uh, has uh, taking a break from acting to get back to his own films. Now, speaking with the BFI at Home series on YouTube, he said, I have done a lot more acting recently, and I'll have to review it, because it takes away too much attention from the real things that I'm doing, unquote. His documentary Fireball 
has been acquired by Apple TV+. Plus. So, uh, good job, Mr. Herzog. The new Star Wars game show, Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge, host Ahmad Best, speaking with the Coffee with Kenobi podcast, revealed the origins of his character on the show, Kelleran Beck, saying, quote, In my idea of Kelleran Beck, the reason why he has a purple lightsaber and the purple kyber crystal is because, in my mind, purple lightsaber wielders have an intimate relationship with both the light side and the dark side. It takes a special Jedi to be able to balance those two. Kelleran is the name that I came up with because I like this idea of names being derivatives. Wilhelm automatically turns into William after generations and generations, and accents change and reason, regions change, and I want to find a way to tie the sequels and prequels together in Kelleran Beck. And I played a character because of Anthony Daniels in Star Wars Attack the Clones named Achmed Beck, which was so duly named, and Kelleran to me sounds like the origins of the name Kylo Ren. So I wanted to have Kelleran be the root name to Kylo Ren, and as you go down generations, you get to Kylo Ren, unquote. Uh, okay, you know, what, whatever, you know, headcanon he wants to make up, that's his, his choice. You know, I still think uh, Jar Jar Binks was the Phantom Menace. The comic book Star Wars Dr. Aphra won the award for Outstanding Comic Book at the GLAAD Awards, it beat out Boom's The Avant-Gardes and Lumberjanes, Comicsology's Libertress, DC Comics' Harley Quinn Breaking Glass, First Seconds Bloom, and Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me, Images Crowded and The Wicked, and plus The Divine, and Marvel's Runaways. Dr. Aphra was created for the Star Wars Darth Vader comic. The Doctor is a morally ambiguous archaeologist and a lesbian. PS5 and Xbox Series X players will be getting a Star Wars game. Star Wars Squadron is coming to the next-gen consoles, however, will not have any upgrades over its planned versions on PS4 and Xbox One. It's just a street port. Here's the blurb. Master the art starfighter combat in the authentic piloting experience Star Wars Squadrons. Buckle up and feel the adrenaline of first-person multiplayer space dogfights alongside your squadron. Pilots who enlist will step into the cockpits of starfighters from both the New Republic and Imperial fleets and fight in strategic 5 versus 5 space battles. Modify your starfighter and adjust the composition of your squadron to suit varying playstyles and crush the opposition. Pilots will triumph as a team and complete tactical objectives across known and never-before-seen battlefields, including the gas giant of Yavin Prime and the shattered moon of Galatan. Unquote. Star Wars Squadron will be out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on October 2nd, and PS5 and Xbox Series X sometime in November. Yeah, it's, it's a nice, sounds like a nice game. Now, here's a bit of science news. Now, usually we talk about Star Trek inspiring scientific advances, but every now and then, Star Wars manages to do the same. This time... It's Luke Skywalker's prosthetic hand that has inspired researchers at the National University of Singapore to bring the feeling of touch to electronic skin. According to scientists at the university, they have built electronic skin that can be used by robots and prosthetic limbs that recreate the sense of touch. The e-skin, known as asynchronous coated electronic skin, 
consists of a network of sensors that are connected via a single electrical conductor that can give the robots or humans with a prosthetic limb the ability to feel pain, temperature, shape, or texture. Assistant Professor Benjamin T. in an interview with Reuters said, quote, When you lose your sense of touch, you essentially become numb, and prosthetic users face that problem. So by recreating an artificial version of the skin for their prosthetic devices, they can hold a hand and feel the warmth and feel that it is soft, how hard and, and how hard they are holding the hand. Unquote. This would be a big boost. Unquote. This would be a big boost to amputees. Very nice. Plus, uh, if you also make robots feel pain, maybe they won't, you know, destroy us. You think? Now, uh, go, let's go on to Star Trek news. Breaking news! Nickelodeon and CBS Television Studios have announced that award-winning director and producer Ben Hib Hibben, who uh, last worked on Code Hunters, would direct, co-executive produce, and act as the creative lead of Nickelodeon's upcoming animated series, Star Trek Prodigy. The CG animated series follows a group of lawless teens who discover a derelict Starfleet ship and use it to search for adventure, meaning, and salvation. Again, this, you know, this this is probably not the Star Trek show for me. Who knows? It might be interesting. You know, we'll just have to wait to see. You know, we need more to look at than just the logo. But, uh, you know, to each their own. Paramount Pictures has decided not to go ahead with Noah Hawley's Star Trek movie. Now, if you remember, Hawley's movie was given the green light by the studio. The studio has also been working on a movie with Quentin Tarantino, there's no word on the exact fate of that one. However, there is rumors that it will have to do with the uh, a piece of the action episode of the original series. Now, no word on what the next movie in the franchise will be, or if maybe they'll just stick to TV shows for now. Frankly, you know, I think that should be their main focus. Focus on TV right now. You know, leave leave the movies. Somewhere else, you know, work up, work up your, your stable of Star Trek shows and then advance toward the movie, you know, when the time is right. Don't just put out a movie just because you need to put out a movie. Now, here's some happy news. Congratulations are in order to Sonequa Martin-Green on the birth of her daughter, Saraya, Saraya, Kante Green. Uh, Sonequa shared on the news on Instagram with photos of her and her husband, Kenneth Green. On Instagram, Martin Green writes, We welcomed our sweet baby girl last Sunday, July 19th at 8.32 in the morning. It was a profoundly beautiful home birth, and now both of our children have been born in the water. We never felt that anything was missing, but now that she's here, we feel a perfect sense of completeness. Her name is Saria Cayante. Green, she's got mommy, mommy's initials and mommy's middle name. She's utterly perfect, just like her brother. Thanks be to Hisha. He's the, she's the final piece of our love-given puzzle, unquote. Well, again, congratulations to the, the happy couple. Yeah. Hope, hope the best for the child. Now, uh, I mentioned Star Trek Lower Decks earlier. They had my money. Well, here it is. With uh, the series out, the animation studio Titmouse has started an exclusive t-shirt club featuring 10 exclusive shirts, one for each new episode. 
Now they did this uh, this also with uh, the Venture Brothers over the past couple of seasons having a t-shirt club. Uh, this one is exactly the same. Each shirt is available for one week and one week only between each new episode, and then it's gone forever. You can get them right now at titmousestuff.com for $20, and if you're watching this live, uh, you can get the first week's shirt uh, before the before that uh, shirt goes away in uh, a couple days. And that brings us to the end of the geek news of the Star Trek news. Let's go on to the geek news. Courtney Cox is returning to the role of Gail Weathers for the upcoming Scream reboot. Spyglass Media Group and Paramount made the announcement, and they said that filming would start later this year in Wilmington, North Carolina. The movie is being directed by directors Matthew Bettinelli Ulpin and Tyler Gillette, with a script written by James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick. Courtney is also will also be joined by David Arquette. Christopher Eccleston will be reprising the role of the Ninth Doctor for the audio series Doctor Who, The Ninth Doctor Adventures, from Big Finish Productions and BBC Studios. The audio series will be released as four separate box sets, each with three episodes. The first will be released in May 2021. No plot details at this time. However, Eccleston, in a statement, said, quote, After 15 years, it will be exciting to revisit the Ninth Doctor's world, bringing back to life a character I loved I love playing, unquote. Now, again, no plot on yet, but each volume will run about 240 minutes and have a price point of $19.99, with the entire series coming in at $88. Might be interesting. If, if I had more time to listen to stuff, that might be something to look into. Now, the Emmy, Emmy nominations were announced, and The Mandalorian walked away with 15 nominations, including drama series, sound mixing, special effects, stunt coordination, cinematography, fantasy, or fantasy or sci-fi costumes, sound editing, video voiceover, production design, and three nominations for outstanding single-camera picture editing drama, outstanding prosthetic makeup, music, and a guest actor no- nod for Giancarlo Esposito. Now, Watchmen came away with the big prize. They walked away with 26 nominations, the most of any other show, including limited series, lead actor in a limited series or movie for Jeremy Irons, lead actress in a limited series for Regina King, supporting actor and actress nominations for Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, Jovan Adepo, Louis Gossett Jr., and Gene Smart, and several technical Emmy nominations. Also receiving nominations were The Good Place, Westworld, Big Mouth, Central Park, The Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, Rick and Morty, BoJack Horseman, Robot Chicken, The Handmaid's Tale, What We Do in the Shadows, and many, many more. The Emmy Awards will be hosted by Jimmy Kimmel on ABC on September 20th. Now, uh, tonight, we have to say goodbye to the legendary pitchman for Quaker Oats and actor Wilford Brimley. Anthony Wilford Brimley was born in Salt Lake City on September 27, 1934. He dropped out of high school at the age of 14 and worked as a cowboy. He joined the Marines during the Korean War and served in the Aleutian Islands for about three years. He also worked, later worked as a bodyguard for Howard Hughes, a ranch hand, a wrangler, and a blacksmith. 
While blacksmithing for film and television at the encouragement of his friend Robert Duvall, he started acting during the 60s as an extra and stuntman in westerns like Bandolero and True Grit. His big break came when he was cast on the, on the 70s TV series The Waltons, showing up in a total of eight episodes. From there, he starred in films such as The China Syndrome, The Thing, Cocoon, Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins, Cocoon to Return, The Firm, and many more. His television roles include appearances on Kung Fu, the TV film Ewoks, The Battle for Endor, Walker, Texas Ranger, and Seinfeld, who was also a frequent star in commercials for Quaker Oats, Liberty Medical, and the American Diabetes Association. Wilford was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes in 1979, and Wilford came down with a kidney condition in June of 2020 and died on August 1st in a hospital in St. George, Utah. He was 85 years old. And that brings us to the end of the sci-fi news. Now, be sure to check us out on our social media. We're at Twitter at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute some money, please visit mtpodcast.com to go to the Coffee, Patreon, and Glow.fm links, as well as uh, you can just go over to Multiverse Tonight and hit the Support Me link, or a lot of uh, players now also have the support me link. So, you know, what, what, you know, what's your problem? You can support me anywhere. However, go over to multiversetonight.com and go to the affiliate marketplace links, the link to the Tee Public store. We, we have masks in there, you know, our store, sh- our show notes, and so much more. Now, if you're a subscriber, please share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, you know, please hit that subscribe button. So you can uh, know when the uh, next when the next episodes are are coming out. Leave us with some feedback. Also, you know, you can let me know how we're doing. You know, I would love some some feedback. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Luba Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the sci-fi edition of Multiverse tonight. We'll be back in just two weeks with the comic book edition. Now, please. Exit the universe in orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Big Genre Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.